It is Friday, December 22nd, 2023. This is another surprise edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. And just like that, we thought we had said goodbye on Thursday through the Christmas holiday, but another magical signing. And once again, for the L.A. Dodgers, you were actually at the Rams game last night. Did you get a chance to say hi to Shohei Otani? I did not. I was thought I was going to. Uh, we mm-hmm. were doing our thing where we were sitting, and uh, I talked to Nez, his agent. I said, hey, you're here. Stop big-leaguing me. Let's meet up. Um, he invited us down there, and then by the time that I was able to kind of like get away, um, he just ended up coming up, and I got to hang with him, which is actually really nice for me because I haven't seen him in a while. And I will give a shout-out to Nez Bolelo and his skincare routine because this guy's dominating, Chris. You and I have to sit down with him and figure it all out because I'm getting some bags here. You've got bags everywhere what are you talking about I, that's the one thing i don't have is bags you know? yeah i actually just said that for no reason you do you, you look great for your age yeah that was kind of jerky i, I thought you couldn't get past to show his security ben verlander that's why i thought you couldn't get down there so i i thought hey you know what i was excited i was gonna go you know say hi to him i actually talked to matthew uh stafford and uh, Shohei came into his into the locker room after Saw the that. game so uh, he said that was cool. He wanted to talk to him. He couldn't believe how big Shohei was. And uh, I don't know, man. I think it's – I think he got to see an awesome game last night with a really cool crowd in L.A. And I think he's starting to get – and Angels fans don't like us right now, C-Rose. No. They don't. They do not no. like us right now. No. Uh, and that's fine. You know what? Like, <clears throat> we got to speak our truth here. He was never in, like, the actual L.A., L.A. market. This is – he's now in the L.A., L.A. market. It's different. It really is. So the reason we're doing this show is because less than two weeks after bringing in Shohei for $700 million, although a few of the shekels were deferred, uh, they have signed the Japanese pitching sensation Yoshinobu Yamamoto. It is a 12-year, $325 million contract. Now, over the last 24 hours, you heard the Dodgers were in it, but you also heard that he was closer on the Yankees asking for another meeting. The Mets, Steve Cohn, had brought him to his house the whole bit. In fact, the Mets had offered exactly what the Dodgers did, passed on that. The Yankees apparently tapped out at $300 million. How surprised are you that he ended up going to the West Coast? Uh, I, I don't think I'm that surprised, to be honest with you. And I, I never really pegged him for one team in particular. I thought that he was going to have his choice of wherever he wanted to go. But when you really break it down, I mean, there's a lot of factors that make sense as why he went to the Dodgers. Number one, they're... Um, they're probably they're a top organization in the sport. I'm not going to say they're the number one because I'm not. A, I didn't play for all the organizations, but a lot of guys that I talked to. And I'll give you one in particular: Brian Dozier, Mississippi boy. Those dudes that grew up in Mississippi, they don't care about L.A. They don't. It's it's nothing to them. They don't even like it. He would constantly say, "This is the best organization, like by far. The way they treat people, uh, the help they give you, the way they help you." Uh, the way they help your family, the way you travel, everything is first class with this organization. So you start there. It's a great organization. Then you look at the roster and you understand, hey, man, not only do I get to play with my buddy Shohei, but we got Mookie, we got Freddie, we got all these people there. It's it's um, it's a stacked roster. So you're going there mm-hmm. understanding you're going to be in contention. And then you have the whole you know time zone factor. Like if you want to you know uh, maximize your potential in the Japanese market you, those people got to watch you be able to watch you play at a decent hour and this allows them to do it so when all of you you factor all those things in I mean 
it kind of makes sense that he went there. And I know a lot of fan bases are upset about it, and they're like, hey, what, what are the Dodgers doing, man? They're going to try to buy a championship. Well, newsflash, you can't buy a championship in this game. This doesn't guarantee him anything on the field. But, like, if you're Yamamoto, like, this obviously made the most sense to you. And, and I think there's good reason for it. Yeah, it was down to basically three teams. Um, the Giants were out a little earlier, it sounded like. We never heard any definitive word about the Red Sox. But the two narratives I found last night being on social media when this whole thing was happening. Uh, number one, the game's broken. And we can have that discussion at some point in the offseason. I do think it's important because although I don't think the game is broken, I do think that we've never seen a greater distance between the haves and the have-nots. And I'm really worried with the way that a lot of these local TV deals are going down that it's going to be a problem. That the teams who have their own networks or separate deals other than Bally's are able to continue to add players while the rest of these teams are freezing their payroll or going down. So, yes, I will. I think that's an important time to talk about it. It's not today. The other thing is, well, this will be fun when the Dodgers win 112 games and then get bounced in the divisional round, which could happen. We talk about this all the time. That just because could. the best talent and the best team and the best players, it doesn't always happen. Now, the thing about the payroll I went back over the last 15 years to try and find the largest opening day payroll for each season. How many times over those 15 years do you think the number one payroll going into the year ended up winning it? I, I did this research like last week. I think it's none. I believe it's two. It's two? I, I, yeah, I, mean, two I, I guess three. maybe I, don't, I forget what I did, but I went through it. Yeah, it's not what people think it is. Yeah, I think it's the 09 Yankees, and I think okay. it's the 2018 Red Sox. I believe that's it. Now, Sometimes the payroll, those are hard to nail down on this little interweb thing that we've got. So, but it's certainly not as many as you think. And yeah, it I will say happen. this, Chris Rose. What's that? Counterpoint to that is I do believe like you have to be, or the numbers have shown over that time period that you need to be like a top 10 payroll. Totally. And yep. then there's the, there's the, there's the few teams like the Diamondback slash. I know they didn't win it all. Um, and there's some teams that'll, change that but for the most part the teams that are top 10 in payroll are going to be in the world series and yep. winning the world series yeah and that's all true it doesn't guarantee anything but it is made i think part of the reason that it's actually good for baseball you need a villain and i don't know if the dodgers have surpassed the yankees as the new ish evil empire but there's certainly that narrative out there that all they do is just pay for guys and pay for guys now most of their dudes are pretty likable on a national level. Yeah. So, you know, for some reason, when you put on pinstripes, like all of a sudden that turns you into an evil human being or whatever. At least it's certainly, you know, I don't know if that's been the narrative over the last 10 to 15 years, but it was when A-Rod got there, got traded there, and some other guys joined the forces. I don't know. Yeah, I think, fun. I think over the last 20 years, like if you ask a kid that's 20 years old, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he says the Yankees are the villain. I think he probably says the Astros. It's interesting. Uh, our oldest son, Josh, is 23 and a huge baseball fan. He does think that it's the Yankees. Like, if he were okay. to list his most hated teams, it's the Yankees in part because of, you know, they've stopped the Guardians or slash Indians okay. from going certain areas. So maybe that's part of the deal. Interesting. That's, that's his answer. All right, uh, let's move on. So even though he has never thrown a pitch in the majors, 
Yamamoto now has the most guaranteed money of any starting pitcher in baseball. Doesn't this feel just a little bit insane? Yes, 100%. And I think you're, it's okay if you feel that way. I mean, but he had a lot of factors working for him. So that, that's that's where the money got to where it got, or that's why the money got to where it got. Um, most guys, I mean, how many free agents have we seen at 25 years old in the big leagues? It's few and far between. Mm-hmm. Most guys, if you're that good and you get to the big leagues at 19, they, they try to extend you. Uh, very few guys, we're going to see Juan Soto do it at the end of this year, most likely. Uh, but I think he'll be 26, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get to free agency at that age, and they really value those years from twenty six to thirty. That they think that is the key, and and they'll pay for those years. So number one, it's the age. Um, number two, it's the teams that were involved in it. You know, it's a lot of those teams that we're talking about. They're going to be top ten in payroll. Were involved, and they're all bidding against each other. Um, and you can talk about those teams not having the success they've wanted over the last few years, that plays into it as well. They want to win a championship. The Dodgers want to win another championship. The Yankees want to win another championship. I know Steve Cohen made the promise. He wants to win a championship soon. So when you have the heavy hitters and they haven't had the success that they think they can have, and you got a guy coming out like that that's 25 years old, and you have all your talent evaluators saying, hey, like this dude's right. We have a lot of things now we can track with these pitchers and we can kind of say, hey, this will translate. This won't translate. All those things. It was kind of like the perfect storm, dude. It really, really was. So like I, I don't even think a, 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 I mean, you can't even envision this because there's going to be, there's never going to be a 25 year old pitcher that's won like three Cy Youngs that okay. comes, that comes onto the open market in a, a, a robust free agent year. Just not going to happen. So I, he just, it's timing with this stuff. And obviously he has the ability. I'm not taking anything away from this guy's ability. I think he's going to be a hell of a pitcher in the big leagues. Although that's yet to be seen, as you mentioned, um, perfect storm. You nailed it. If you do want some of his numbers, he has pitched more than 820 innings over in Japan. His ERA is 165. He has struck out nearly five times as many hitters as he has walked, and he's allowed only one home run every 28 innings. He has three times won the MVP, three times won the Cy Young equivalent over there. It's insane. So the problem is, is that we haven't seen him do it in anything other than 30-second clips. We're not watching him on a regular basis. I don't even know how often he even gets the ball. You always hear that over in Japan, it's every six days. I don't know if that's still true. I, I, we don't know what his routine is. It would be the equivalent of watching Clayton Kershaw in the beginning part of his career, and we were all like, if Clayton Kershaw had gotten paid $350 million at 25, we would have been like, yeah, it makes sense. But because it's so foreign to us, then we're having a hard time wrapping our head around it. Is there risk involved? Oh, my gosh. There's a tremendous amount of risk, but there's a tremendous amount of risk every time you give a pitcher a long-term contract. Go ask the Nationals how the second contract for Steven Strasburg's worked out. And we saw every single one of his starts. So, yes, there's a tremendous amount of risk, but I'm not shocked by the number, even though at the beginning of the conversation, we were like, do you think he can get $200 million? And he ends up getting 325 That's in, That's crazy, though. And you know what? And Passon was like, hey, man, there's no $300 million offer. Sure there was, Jeff. I knew it. And it only breaks down to 27 a year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, the AAV is is certainly helpful. It's a there's long no, time. There's no deferred money. I mean, look at what the Dodgers have done in the last two weeks. They got Shohei. They traded for Glass now and extended him. 
And now they've added a $325 million pitcher for the next dozen years. It It's crazy. That is one point one one six two billion billion for Glass now, Otani, and Yamamoto. Holy shnikes. What do you think? I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it. I had a discussion about this last night about small market teams and all these things. I I don't want to get into it right now. Um, but maybe for a later day we should save some of that yeah i think we do i think we need to get into where baseball is right now because i do think i told you i really think that this tv shit that's gone on with bally's is really going to affect a lot of teams and the teams that have been in it are the teams that as i said the yankees right there the dodgers are on spectrum out here in los angeles they don't have to deal with all the bally shit um the giants are on the nbc sports net whatever it is up there in the bay area uh the mets have SNY, the Yankees have, or the Red Sox have Nesson, the Blue Jays have their own deal up there north of the border. I don't see one of these teams that has has been on the Bally's train going to make a substantial, right? The Diamondbacks lost their TV deal last year, but they've done a nice job here in the offseason. some moves. Yeah, but nothing. They gave Eduardo Rodriguez, what, they give him $100 million? I think less than that. Yeah, it's it's the possibility of a hundred million. Yeah, I think it's eighty guaranteed in. or something. I think like it's that. eighty, but that that there's a big difference between eighty and three twenty five. So yeah, and, and we can talk about this another time. But it is important. It is important. All right, so a billion dollars spent between Otani and Yamamoto by the Dodgers is this as much about business overseas as it is winning games in America? I mean, obviously, it's about both. They're, they they want to go on a, a dynastic run. Is that a word? I just made it up mm-hmm. if it isn't. Um, they want that, or at least I think they're tired of what you said. See, Rosie tired of winning 112 games than getting bounced in the playoffs. They're doing everything they can to bring a championship to LA in a full season. I th- will die on this hill that they won a World Series that was at the time the hardest World Series to win. But people will not hear that from me. Uh, but they want to continue to do this, and they understand like the position they're in, and they got some players. It wasn't enough, so now they're bringing in more players. I think it's about winning on the field, but with specifically Otani and Yamamoto, yeah, it's tapping into a new market. And I'll give people a real-life example at our company. The reason that we're doing cricket stuff is because there's a massive audience of cricket lovers out there, and we like... Jimmy, number one, loves the sport, but number two, it's an untapped marketplace that we think maybe we can tap into a little bit. Dodgers are doing the same thing. Not that the Japanese market is untapped, but when you have guys like Shohei, who is like a legit superstar god figure over there, and Yamamoto's the same way, you get those two guys, you basically own that market. So there's business involved in it, but I think number one, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's about winning. Like this ownership group has shown that they're willing to go out and do things that are necessary to put themselves in a position. Now, the boys with the jerseys on their back still got to go out there and do it, see, Rosie. Um, but they're doing everything they can to give themselves a chance uh, to hoist that ch- uh, the chunk of metal. Is that what Stop. it's called now nowadays? Enough. He apologized. <laughs> I like Rob Manfred. I think we're going to be friends one day. I do. Um, I don't think... So, first of all, I agree with the question that I posed out there. Yes, this is exactly what it is. It's about both, and I think that they're of equal importance to this organization. 
because you cannot justify spending a billion dollars on two players if you don't think that you can tap into certain markets, whether that's a new media strategy that comes from being overseas and being the team that they want to watch. Um, I don't think we understand. In fact, there's no way we could understand exactly the importance of a guy like Shohei Otani over in Japan. I can just use our good friend Vinny Pasquantino as kind of a learning curve here. He played for Team Italia over there during the World Baseball Classic. And he said, I could not believe. He goes, as big a star as you think Otani is, it's a gazillion times more over there. He said, you couldn't walk three feet without Otani something being in your face. He said, it's just unbelievable. So now if they're on a team, I mean, the Dodgers team, they ain't going to win 88 games. We know that. So as long as they keep winning, which they will, as long as they make the playoffs, which they will, and if they get on some sort of run, that will continue to grow and grow and grow the popularity of these guys over there. So it's smart on every level. 30 seconds to answer this question. This is such a C-Rose question. Now we have Yamamoto and we have Otani, and they spent, and Glass now, the $1.162 billion they spent over the next, over this period of time when they have these players. How many championships do they have to win to justify it? I'll go on the Chris Bassett train from the Rose rotation. One. You think one? I do. I think I, do. That, I think that it jumped, man. I said one with Otani, and you do this I over 10 years. I don't know, man. I think start, I think you might start at one. It. Start at one, and I'll change the number eventually. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think yeah. You got you got it. It's so hard. I think that's why we have a trouble. We have trouble saying like two or three. It's just so hard to do it. Um, but I think they got to go more. I think they got to go on at least in the World Series m multiple multiple times. So we have the longest drought in the history of this sport without repeat winners. Right, It's been almost a quarter century since the Yankees ripped off three in a row from 98 to 2000. It is so hard. So I mean, hard to get this done. And you're right. Like I this, I think the storyline's about these juggernaut teams getting beat by the Diamondbacks. Like I love that stuff. That's why baseball is so awesome. That's why it's amazing mm -hmm. that we can have a Jose Altuve and an Aaron Judge, and they're both MVPs. That's crazy to me. And that's why this sport's amazing. So like... I'm fired up for the Dodger, uh, Dodgers fans, but I'm also fired up for the rest of the league because I know, like, this isn't always going to be great for the Dodgers. Like, over this time period, like, it's not just going to be some magical rainbows everywhere, you know? Like, it's there's going to be some dark times in this, and that's the beauty of baseball, man. It Get me fired up right now. You ready to see a bunch of people that have never been to a baseball game show up at Dodger Stadium now? That's going to be great. Get that gondola going is all I'm saying. Holy That'll be atrocious. Okay, so this move leaves the Yankees and Mets at the altar, possibly the Giants and Red Sox. We never know how far that one got down the aisle. Do you expect those two New York teams to continue to swing for the pitching fences? Yankees, yes. I'm not so sure about the Mets. Didn't didn't we hear reports that was Yamamoto or bust? Now, we, those reports could be wrong, and I sure hope they are. Like We don't need a little one season retool let's go like there's still some really prime pieces whether it's on the free agent market or whether it's in uh the trade market i mean mm -hmm. gordon burns is available people dylan cease is available people shane bieber's available not to mention you got the reigning cy young like there's still dudes out there so i i think the yankees need it and they're going to do it because we've heard rumors about that all off season 
I hope the Mets continue to do it. I hope the Giants continue to press for it, man. Like, I I, I want to see them get guys. I want to see that fan base happy. And you know what? If the Angels get Blake Snell, I'll be stoked for him. People were so mad at us yesterday about mm-hmm. talking about the Angels. Did they not hear what I said? I said this team could actually be pretty good, like, if they went out and got players. So, I don't know, man. I, I hope they continue. Um, I think the Yankees will make the, the next move. I agree. I think the the Yankees have to. If you look at the back end of that rotation, it's it's a lot of question marks. And last time I checked, it's a pretty solid division, right? Baltimore seems to be not going anywhere. Tampa, you'll never count them out. And Toronto, still a lot of talent up there. Red Sox need some work. But yeah, I expect the Yankees. Yes, go ahead, caller. Playing Kershaw coming back to the Dodgers this year, or is he like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Rangers. No, I think that he I think he wants to come back and see what this is like. I bet you he I bet you anything he wants to be around Otani. I think he wants to see what Yamamoto's all about. I think yeah, right. yeah, I think part of that. But we'll see him in midseason. He's not coming back. That's like a good trade piece for the Dodgers. Yeah. But he won't be the game one starter. I want let me, let me tell you, Kershaw, I'm talking right to you. Clayton, I'm gonna say we're friends. Mm-hmm. I don't even know sure. if we've ever spoken to each other. Stay with the Dodgers your entire career. And this isn't a Dodgers fan form here. I just like guys that do it yeah, of course. in one uniform. Of course. But if you want to go somewhere else, you can do that too. But I'm just saying, I'd like to see you in one uniform your whole career because I respect that. By the way, real quickly, you brought it up a, a, a little bit on the Mets. There's no reason that they shouldn't go get guys. I mean, are we just going to throw away another season of your $340 million shortstop? Like, no, That's no, got to be a false report, C. Rosie. I mean... Who who put that out there? Was that like a direct quote or I di- I haven't seen it from Stephen Cohen yet, but I have to imagine that David Stearns wasn't brought in to retool this year. I mean, no, it's the Mets. I mean, so it didn't work. Last Let's year. go. Yeah, I mean, it didn't work last year. You made some trades that that upped your farm system, which is great. But you're not going to sit around and wait until all those guys are ready. Like that's not the goal, particularly if it's the last year of Pete Alonso or something like. Let's figure this out and go. I know you're in a tough division, but that's weird. All right, last thing. Um, The Yankees did introduce one of their new outfielders on Zoom on Thursday. It is Alex Verdugo, who now gets to see the Boston-New York rivalry from the other dugout. And boy, did he add a little spice to the rivalry when talking about his new and old manager. I'm very, very excited to to work with Aaron. You know, I've seen the way he has his back, like has his – his his players backs and you know the the one that really gets out to me is when he's like these these guys are savages you know and he's yelling at the umpire and i mean that's something i want to see out of my head coach man i want to see some fire some fight for the guys and um you know i think i think just instead of airing people out you know have their back well those last three seconds we got very interesting instead of airing people out he's got their backs a little out of line or were you okay with it Hey, he can say whatever he wants. I mean, he had his experiences in Boston, and his relationship with Alex Cora is his own. So I, I, I don't think I have a problem with the way Alex Cora manages. I never, never played for him, but you know, I read reports and stories and have talked to guys, and I, I, I don't think there's something wrong with what he did. Maybe their relationship wasn't as healthy as he has with some other guys. Um, that's kind of the, I'm reading between the lines right there. I know he had a few instances where Alex Cora had to bench him and 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 talk to him. Um. 
I think as a manager, you have to decide that there are times where, yeah, you go have your players back. Um, and there are times where you need to, to get on someone's ass a little bit. Now, in my preference, if I was a manager, I would do my best to not do that in public. I would do my best possibly to do it in front of the team, but within closed doors. Um, so maybe that's what he's referencing. But I think more than anything, I don't take too much away from that clip other than he's just trying to hype his new manager up. And you know what? Aaron Boone is a player's manager, and he does have their back. And you know what? It's okay for a guy to say, I'm excited to play for him. So I, I think a lot of people will run with that story and try to make it something that it's not. I think for the most part, he's just trying to pump up Boone. The last three sentences, yeah, a little dig at Cora maybe, but um, that's their relationship. People let him have it. Yeah, and everything that you've read out of Boston is that, you know, Verdugo had some issues with showing up on time and some other things, and we don't know how many times Cora sat him down in the office and was like, listen, exactly. dude, let's clean it up. And then maybe he used the media and a public forum to finally maybe embarrass him to the point where he's got to clean up his shit. I mean, we've all heard managers do that. I don't think most of them like doing it. But, yeah, well, you said it. Whatever his relationship is, it's fine. It's I um I had an instance with Ron Gardner and we had a great relationship and there was a time we were taking we like were we oh, would man. get down and then like in the ninth inning we'd have to take a strike and I was like dude I can't go up there oh one like the world knows the pitcher right there knows we're taking because this is like our organizational philosophy I can't like look at the numbers so I was mad about it and I went to our hitting coach and I was like Tom Brunanski I said Bruno. I can't do this. We can't do this anymore. I'm mean, I can't give away a strike. Like I'm not that good of a hitter, bro. Like I got to have all my strikes. Like I can't just give this guy one. Look at the numbers. Thought I was doing the right thing. Bruno took it back to Gardy cuz Gardy's the ultimate decision maker on that. And Gardy did not like that I went behind his back. Oh boy. So we had a discussion and he goes, "You know what? I'm going to air you out." And he told me. He goes, "I'm going to air you out in front of the team." And he he goes, "You can handle it." I'm like, Right, I guess, and he aired me out in front of the whole team. <laughs> he didn't name me specifically, but he's like looking at me, and, and and people knew. And you know what? I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like number one, we had a grown up discussion about it. You aired me out in front of the team, and at the time, I was you know so, I was somewhat of a veteran, so it kind of resonated with people. Mm -hmm. uh, they knew Garden had a good relationship, so there's different ways to go about things and make your point. And look, man, I for from that point on, I went straight to Guardy with it. If I had a, an issue, I said, all right, man, I'll come straight to you. I thought I was doing the right thing, chain of command, all that stuff. But um, managers have different ways of approaching things. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to sit here and talk about Cora being bad for Aaron anybody yet because, look, like you said, how many times did he sit him down and talk to him about things that we don't know about? Don't know. Don't know. But it'll make it interesting. They play each other for the first time in Boston in late June, I believe. I think I looked it up. So it'll just add another layer. Good. This rivalry needs a little, little gas on it. Let's go. I'm all in favor of it. All right. I said this yesterday. This will be our final show before the Christmas holiday and maybe even the new year. That if there's nothing I think it will made, be. we'll see though. If there's an announcement or something that happens, or if Blake Snell signs with the Angels next week, we have. If Blake Snell signs with the Angels, I'm dropping what I'm doing. I'm going to yeah. come on here and just tell. Angels fans, yeah. how much I love them. Because listen to the whole show Have when I listen. said, your team, I'm buying stock. I think they could be really good. Not really good. They could be good. And the thing I said is that personally, I would like to see him join a true contender. I didn't say that 
the Angels would be wrong to sign him. There's a difference. I'm just saying what I would like as a baseball fan. So what, you don't want to see them get better? No, I would. I'd like to see them get better. So if this was the first of five signings, but the other thing is, do I trust management and ownership to get that done? No, I wouldn't. But and they're they're like, okay. hey, this is turning into like a talking Dodgers show. The Dodgers are signing everybody. What right. are we supposed to talk about, bro? Should we have ignored Yamamoto today? I think that's what we should have yeah. done. Here's the deal: we do love baseball. You can't say if you're upset with us about some of our um, takes and opinions. Fine, love it. Yeah, that's great. You could say that. What I would say is the fuck you and you're an asshole. You get fired from every job. Like they say fine. that about you. Yeah. And so <laughs> whatever. If you want to say that, good. Go for it. I guarantee you, you wouldn't say it to my face if I was walking down the street somewhere. But if that's the way you need to release things that are making you upset, go for it. It's fine. At yeah. the end of the day, um, hopefully we've built a nice community where we have fun and sometimes you're not going to like what we say. It happens. It's okay. But I do want everybody to have a good, safe holiday season, whether that's through the Christmas time or also New Year's. We want everybody to get back here whenever our next show is. So just keep an eye out for it. We'll always have stuff out there on social media. So for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on Baseball Today.